I can I can tell how much coffee I've had by how many times I say like. Me as a coach myself, I would think I would be on the hot seat if we underachieved for multiple years in a row as well. But what I'd really like to see is uh, Aaron Rodgers just sit down on the field and say, I'm not playing until you fire, fire McCarthy. <laughs> Hi, this is Jerry Kramer, and you're listening to The Sweep. Oh, I have sizzle. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. All right, here we go, fella. Let's have a little fun today. What is happening, Pack Nation? Welcome back to the sweep. Back on the show again this week, Cameron Gilbert. Thanks for having me, Fred. And Coach Chris Kellett. Appreciate you having me again. Good to have you guys back. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, but first, let's do a quick shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen the Ground Round and Nina and Pride and Glory Clothing Company. Make sure you check them both out on Twitter and Facebook or online at thegroundroundnina.com and prideandglory63.com. And while you're at it, make sure and follow The Sweep on Facebook. Go up to that little search button, type in The Sweep. We will be there. You can see us on Twitter. Uh, follow us at The Sweep Podcast. Check us out on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe. All right, let's talk some football. Guys, thank you so much for being back on the show. I'm hoping that eventually we can have something fun to talk about. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's it's, it's been a rough uh, rough season so far with with the high expectations. So something a win would be great for sure. It's, Before it's, we... it's such a roller coaster, and I I still don't know what we are as a team. So uh, there's been a lot of self medicating going on over here. It's hard. It's depressing because part of me wants to continue to be the upbeat, bias, happy. Packer fan that never gives up, but at some point, it just wears me down to the point where I can't. I just, I, I need something. I need something different. I need a change. We will get into that. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about uh, McCarthy. We'll talk about the debacle in Detroit. We'll talk about the Monday night matchup coming up in Sam Fran. But first, before we even get into that, I want to take a quick second uh, with this opportunity to congratulate Drew Brees, who surpassed Favre and surpassed Manning for the most yards um, the other night, which I thought was just awesome. I think Drew Brees is uh, one of the top shelf quarterbacks in this league. He's done it right. He's done it just with the utmost class. Um, If you guys got to see it, it was awesome. He went and uh, hugged his sons, told them with with hard work, anything is achievable. just just a really cool moment for a guy that I think doesn't get a lot of a lot of respect around the league. Maybe respect, but maybe he doesn't always get put in that category of the top, you know, the top quarterbacks. Um, but what he did with New Orleans and, and him going there after Katrina and 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 bringing that city up, winning a, a Super Bowl with them, pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer both on and off the field and you know, it's interesting in today's day and age where you don't hear any quarterbacks, you know, complaining all the time, um, you know, with issues going on off the field. And he just comes in day in and day out, and he's a stud. And 
he hasn't always had, you know, the best weapons compared to some other teams. And, you know, he's fortunate that he's, he's, he's got a phenomenal coach that, that schemes exceptionally well. And, you know, it's, he's been fun to watch, but especially with this height, he gives a lot of guys motivation and, and, and hope for the future. So, you know, shout out to him. And uh, it's, it, it's been impressive watching him, you know, especially coming off his shoulder injuries early on. And I, I, I think the Dolphins who passed up on him a couple of drafts. There are so many, like, what if scenarios, including with the Dolphins, both in the draft and uh, when he got traded. Like, uh, there's so many different places he could have gone. I mean, he could have stayed with the Chargers. I mean, he's had such a such a crazy long uh career and uh i mean you're talking about his height but like before him like any short quarterback was like a novelty like doug flutie was not a great all-time quarterback and if you haven't seen it i really suggest you check out his uh his sports science because uh they found out you know like he throws the ball with like 400 revolutions per second or something but like something like every six revolutions it has like a little tilt in the spin of the ball that makes it fly with a more perfect spiral it's 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 like mind-blowing the stuff he can do um but uh yeah you know congratulations to him he deserved that that was a really great moment and my favorite part so i was interviewed after and they asked him you know when he thought he was going to get it and he said he didn't think he was going to get it that quick however on the play that he got it on the on the long touchdown pass he made a comment saying he knew that he had him, you know, stuck in, in a coverage that he wanted uh, pre-snap. And he, he was hoping for a touchdown and he was glad it came. But it was, you know, his his brain is just so far advanced. And I used to say it about Peyton, too. You know, that's what separates him because he has, the, you know, the God-gift ability to throw the football like you were just talking about. But his intellectual side is, is you know, in, in the top five in the history as far as I'm concerned. You mix that in with uh... – with a really good coach, it's dynamic. Something that I think we're all kind of stuck in a situation that we wish was around. He's, he's just an offensive, innovative coach. And, you know, some younger guys like McVay and, and uh, you know, the coach that we're playing this weekend certainly as well. Atlanta has not the same uh, since Kyle Shanahan left. But, uh, you know, McCarthy was always known as a quarterback guru and, you know, there's no doubt in, in what he's done with Aaron Rodgers and developing him. It's just the schemes and, and just being stuck kind of in his pride um, has gotten in the way. But I've, I've always wondered what uh, more athletic or more individually talented QB would do with, you know, the Patriots. So it's, it's definitely an interesting part of, of his career. And, you know, it's something that you'll think about. You always wonder what if. And that's, that's the thing about Peyton as well. Um, I know when he was uh, working for Parcells in uh, Dallas, he got offered the uh, the uh, Raiders head coaching job, and he almost took it. He, uh, he, I mean, I think I think he flew out there like multiple times, and and like the night before he was gonna take the job, he said, "No, nah, I think I'll pass on that." And it's just, it's just, uh, there's so many scenarios where like, yeah, you got to take the opportunity, but but uh, you kind of got to find the right situation, and uh, you know, those guys found a great situation. We've talked about it before, the, the perfect storm, uh, especially when it comes to just drafting. But, you know, Breeze going to New Orleans with Peyton, it's obviously been it's been fun to watch. It's been remarkable. Um, here's the thing. They've been together for quite a while. McCarthy and Rodgers have been together for quite a while. I watched that game in the imagination and, and the difference that they, the plays that they were running. 
why can't we get to that point? What is holding us back from being more adventurous on the field? Well, I mean, I sent you this, this, this quote earlier this week from Bill Walsh, who said that the, you know, like the average, uh, the lifespan of a good coach in the NFL is 10 years. And, uh, and uh, the late great Bill Walsh, you know, I think he knew a lot about that. He, he kind of spawned offensive system. And um, I, I just think, uh, you know, something's run its course. If you look at the few seasons, the past few seasons, it's just, mediocrity lose to bad team and uh you get coach matt patricia and jay gruden i mean it's just uh i think some things have run their course i think the biggest difference is someone like peyton has adapted you know it was not that long ago where where saints fans weren't sure if he was going to come back you know after they had the scandal with greg williams and I believe they struggled for a year or two. They weren't sure if, if he was going to come back. And their, their offense wasn't always that, you know, dynamic of, you know, spreading Breeze out and putting Taysom Hill in the Wildcat. You know, it helps to get those athletes, um, you know, with Kamara and Ingram, you know, two dynamic running backs. And they have Thomas. I mean, shoot, they traded away their best wide receiver last year, and they didn't skip a beat. And, you know, that's the frustrating aspect is we just fail to adapt to anything. You know, that's why I've always said that, you know, McCarthy's pride kind of gets in his way. And on one hand, you know, I'm the head coach as well, and there's things that I'm stubborn about. And if it's always worked, I'm going to keep doing them. And, you know, at the NFL level, it's it's just under a microscope. And when it works, you know, no one says anything. And you're supposed to win because you got Aaron Rodgers and, you know, all the offensive talent around him. And then when it doesn't work, you know, you're kind of the guy that's thrown under the bus. And, you know, my my biggest knock with McCarthy is just the ability to adapt and to utilize all, all of his players. And he's just, he just, for whatever reason, has not divvied off of his course and his vision. Um, that's not worked. I, I, I mean, I think McCarthy and Holmgren are two of the most stubborn coaches I've ever seen in sports. I don't know why that's happened, but uh, yeah, he's he's hell. Yep, and they both coached with each other too, so it's not you know it's not too crazy to think about, and it's unfathomable uh, the running back situation and how you can actually say out loud to yourself that you know there's one doesn't play better, even though everything proves it. You, you know that he's just a, a, he's an exceptional player. And why we don't, you know, have there, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, is is just crazy to me. And just, you know, just getting out of your realm. If if he changed some things up, I'll bet you we would our offense would, would start to fly. So hopefully, you know, things change a little bit, or you know, the fundamentals improve, and and the things he wants. Because Aaron did miss some guys in the first half, but it's it's not what we're accustomed to seeing. He just he just doesn't understand uh, like context. He doesn't understand game flow. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure like the last year's Super Bowl must have blown his mind with all the adjustments and trick plays and stuff that were made on the fly. It's yeah, his fixation uh, on Williams as a starter. I mean th- these these ideas that he has that just don't work repeatedly. It's it's really frustrating, and you wonder how does that person learn a lesson? I mean, they I mean, I guess they just double down on what they know, um, or they change. But I don't know. It's just it's it's very very frustrating. The game against the Lions uh, was a disaster. 
uh, from the get-go. Obviously, the, the punt situation was terrible. Um, Crosby's misses hurt coaching, Rodgers not hitting guys. What do you guys attribute the loss to mostly, and, and can it be fixed? Well, I mean, the biggest issue that Green Bay's had all year is just coming out flat. And, you know, yeah, it was a – I think a lot of us would agree that the the muff punt that they say hit King it didn't look like it hit King. Um, but officials make bad calls all the time. It's how do you recover from it? And we had, the, you know, the next drive, we were driving, and it was a great scheme to play where Devontae went across the field, and, and their, their two DBs kind of picked each other, and, and it was just a poorly thrown ball that, you know, Devontae would have walked in for a touchdown. So – if he hits that, it would have been 7-7. Seven, seven. Then, you know, I would like to think that some energy would have been brought back. It's a good game. You know, they gave up the one pass to Galladay early. Uh, and then, then, you know, one drive later. But, you know, to me, it's – I would love him if we won, you know, the toss just to take the ball. Because, you know, it feels like the time that we defer, you know, the other team comes down, gets a field goal, gets a touchdown, and kind of playing from behind. And, you know, it's just a different feel. It's, it's, to me, that's, I mean, that's kind of, that goes back to my last point where uh, McCarthy just doesn't understand game flow. He doesn't understand rhythm. Um, you know, like in, instead of being got some bad bounces and bad luck in these first couple drives, he didn't go back to like, let's go short throws. Let's get the offense going. Instead, he kind of just relied on Aaron holding onto the ball too long. And then we just dug a hole we couldn't get out of. And I, I agree with Chris. It's just flatness. It's just we haven't played a complete game yet. And uh, it's, it's very disappointing because, yeah, I think you saw some growth from our young receivers. I thought the defense did play well. Um, they were not put in a good position. But McCarthy just kind of just threw his hands up in the air like he doesn't know how to deal with that. Um, uh, and that's fine. I mean, those are the situations where you come out 24 to nothing at halftime. And I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers might win this game. Like I'm not, I'm not exactly like feeling uh, unconfident about it, but uh, the fact that we keep getting into those situations um, where, where just momentum and understanding uh, clock management and game flow and rhythm is just total anathema to this coach. It's, it's just, uh, it's really frustrating. Yeah. And you know, not playing your, your biggest weapon, um, the entire second half, I had to laugh because I actually tweeted at, at Tom Oates saying because Jones was in for four straight carries, and then I think we got down to around the twenty-yard line. Or he came out for a breather, and Tom Oates you know, said something about him taking a breather. And during the next drive, the Packers had I tweeted been a long breather because he still didn't go back out, and he didn't get back in the game until you know the, the last drive where the game was what was already over. And his, his statistics don't lie. And every time he touches the ball, you know, there's a chance for it to break. And, you know, there's been runs that, that Jamal Williams has had that I'm like, oh, if that was Jones, that would have been, you know, 10, 15 more yards. And, I, you know, I get it. McCarthy loves Williams because he pass protects. But the plays Williams goes out on pass routes. And, you know, nothing ever happens with that. Well, you know, I, it's just crazy starting wide receivers out and you don't get the ball to your playmaker. You know, Devontae played pretty well. He was, he was pretty quiet in the first half, but, you know, he, he had some chances and, you know, he was missed, you know, I was on a couple of other, but, you know, you'll have that with young guys. But 
your belt a little bit, let him run. And, you know, he's, he's just so dynamic and he catches the ball decently out of the backfield, get him in the game a little bit. You know, that's, he's my, yeah, he's, he's, he's becoming so complete and he's getting better in every facet of his game. And uh, yeah, it just seems like once we got in that position, uh, McCarthy tried to get cute with that. I don't know. Um, and, and to, to your point, somebody uh, tweeted defending McCarthy for keeping Williams in on the pass pro, but uh, Aaron Jones pointed out, he jumped on Twitter to defend himself uh, that, uh, you know, the Lions only brought pressure, I think twice while he was in there um and and was was fine was great so um it's not like people are exploiting that um i i think he's you know above replacement there um and yeah you saw when on that one play where ty montgomery got like open in the middle of the field um when guys got chances to run um that was those were good opportunities but they're so few and far between because this guy is so vanilla and um yeah, I mean that, that that's what it makes look like special teams and drops and stuff like that aren't working. But if your offense is working uh, inside the forty yard line, you don't have to kick any of those field goals. So, I mean that's why that's where I think you've got to make improvements. How how hot is McCarthy's seat? Well, you know, to me, it depends who you talk to. Um, I've <laughs> I've been kind of disappointed for a while because, you know, for whatever reason, it seems like there was one play or one game that always got away from us. Um, and it's been that way for a while. And it's kind of been a downhill slide, you know, slowly. They always compete. And he's been fortunate that, you know, guys have been hurt. So there's always been scapegoats. If, if Aaron stays healthy um, and we, you know, we go eight and eight or under, I, I would think that it, it would be pretty hot, you know, especially what, what Cam was talking about earlier with, you know, with just the coaching you know, duration of guys. It's there's there's guys yeah, as a coach myself. I was like, I was already under a lot of fire and fans. Both of years ago, it really matter to the organization. But without making the playoffs, that's the expectations here, and it would be a couple years in a row, and you know, just under achieving. And you know, at, at some point in time, it's me as a coach myself. I would think I would be on the hot seat if we underachieve for multiple years in a row as well. I think. I think. For right now, and the and the way things are, like my instinct as like, uh, I mean, I'd be conservative with it. I would say, you know, give him a chance, give him a chance, give him a chance. But you got a new DC, you got all these position coaches changed. You you have everything you want, and you have Aaron Rodgers, and you have all these redundancies at every skill position on offense. You finally have a complete offense phase two that you've built yourself. So I think if you were to squander this opportunity, or worse, if you were to get Aaron Rodgers hurt long-term or, you know, destabilize his career or put it in jeopardy, um, then, yeah, I think you you pretty much, you got to go. And um, I think think eight and eight, I think first round playoff exit, we're done. Um, I think just in the context of the NFC right now, uh, there's so much, you know, randomness um, with teams just beating up on each other. Uh, and that I think built on team defense are probably going to last longer than the ones that are built on stud quarterback play, just on the way things are. But if everybody can stay healthy, if we can make a deep run, I don't think that's going to happen. But 
yeah, I think that seats, that seats heating up. And I think if we, if we lose some easy games, like if we, if we lose Monday night, um, if we, if we don't beat Atlanta, you know, it's, that it's going to be very, very hot for McCarthy. Yeah. It's tough when green Bay has been the mainstay at the, at the top of the NFC North or, or fighting for it for so long. Um, you know, just looking at the NFC North alone, you know, that you have the Vikings who definitely aren't going to go away because they're, they have a top level defense and, you know, they have weapons on the offensive side and they've been playing with arguably one of their best defensive players who kind of went AWOL. Um, and then you got Chicago who's, who's up and coming and, you know, probably as a defensive player of the year at, at the quarter mark. And then, you know, Detroit who just beat us. So it's, if it's you know, we need a, a shot of adrenaline, you know, new GM. I, I would not be surprised to see him go if, if, if things don't change just based off of that alone. Is there anyone out there that would spark your interest in, in bringing in? I mean, it. I know it's early. I know we're not really sure, but where does Goot turn if he does decide to make that decision? Well, I think you know Aaron will probably be involved in that more than you know people would know. But it would probably have to be to me a, an offensive mind, you know, that can utilize all of his strengths and and just get the offense going. Because when the offense is going, if their you know their schemes are are changing, you know, someone like, I know Josh McDaniels had his issues in Denver, um, but what they do in, in New England schematically with two running backs, sometimes they have three and they, they spread them out, they go multiple tight ends, um, and they definitely do not have the wide receivers, you know, that, that Green Bay has had over the years. Um, they might now with, with Josh Gordon and Alvin back, but, you know, just someone with an offensive background that's that has the ability to get every ounce of talent out of of good old number 12 and you know just make life easier because uh, every de- you know every really good defense has an offense that can stay on the field and make drives last longer um, and you know defensive coordinators I think Penn's a pretty good one he, you know I've, I've been pretty impressed with what he's done and so you know to me it would just be an offensive mind yeah and I, I brought up McDaniels like if we could lure him away um and I definitely, you know, I think if you go after somebody like that and you fail and it gets public that you did that, uh, that, you know, disrupts the whole season and nobody trusts anybody, whatever. But um, I, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think we got to go with, uh, with the defensive guy. Um, I think just somebody who's more focused on uh, chewing clock, managing things, and then just happens to have a great quarterback and um, his relationship with the coordinator and his quarterback's coach um, can kind of let the offense flow. Um, but I think we need uh, a defensive guy who's going to get the best out of uh, our young guys, going to get the best out of free agency, um, who has been around the league and who knows uh, what's going on in terms of, of trends and stuff like that. Um, I think I, I just think when you get a a great quarterback at this point, especially one who's as opinionated and stubborn um, and outspoken as Twelve is, I, I think you want somebody who can kind of uh, you know let him take the burden of the offensive uh, capacities on his back. I mean, you know, not calling plays and everything, but um, you know, let him run stuff like I, I saw a lot of uh, a very cool uh, 
I guess it would, they would they would be I guess they're RPOs, but it was it was more like uh, draws and and pass option first uh, in the uh, the Redskins game the other night, and that seemed like very cool. It seemed like stuff like Aaron would love. So I I, I don't know. I mean I mean somebody who's creative, somebody who's open minded uh, and flexible and can adjust, I think is what we need. And uh, yeah, and I think I think on defense is is where we should uh, where we should look next. I don't think we've we've done that. In a while, was the last time Ray Rhodes? Yeah, I think so. Was that the last yeah. defensive guy? Yeah, yeah. Not a good you know, experiment. I mean, you know, it, it has to be someone who who number two, because otherwise there's going to be issues. He does have a hint of arrogance to him. I think everybody knows that. Um, but you know, he, he respects, and you know that's why I, I've said McDaniel's for a couple of years, just because of the fact that his phenomenal and the ability to get the most out of you know some pieces that aren't as good as what Green Bay has always had. And you know, I, I think if McCarthy did end up you know being a little, there would be a class of that would want to come in Green Bay. Because um, you know everyone you know, half the time the coaches fail because they don't have a hall of record quarterback adequate and you know a head coach taken over with with arguably the most gifted you know sort of the football you're you're already going to be in a good position and you, can, you know then you just got to utilize your other guys and, and and make things fit so it'll be interesting really well yeah I think uh, you have to find somebody that. Aaron is going to enjoy working with. And I think Aaron's kind of at that point in his career now. And it's kind of like a midlife crisis type situation where he wants, he wants the red Corvette, you know, he wants something that's going to go fast. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy and a little, you know, adventurous, a little, a little nuts. Uh, And I think that's where you have to kind of look um, to kind of re re spark that fire that he had when he first came into the league. And it seemed like, there was nothing he, I mean, he still can do everything, but man, when you look back at those, you know, first few years, I remember telling people back when we were watching those games that a lot of times when we'd get the ball, I would just, I I knew we were going to score. It was never a question. Every drive we had the ball, we pretty much scored. Now we're lucky to make first down sometimes. Um, So I think we definitely need to look at, at someone who can, can read, you know, juvenate this offense and get Aaron kind of excited again. Well, well here's, here's something. Go ahead. Uh, I was I was going to say the interesting part of it, you know, you know, because a lot of people think Aaron's you know struggling this year, and if you compare his numbers to who a lot of people think is the best quarterback in the game right now, Mahomes, it's not much different. You know, they have about they're both completing sixty three percent of their balls. They both have about the same yardage. Um, you know, Mahomes has 14 touchdowns to two picks. Rodgers has 10 to one. And, you know, it, it's funny that we we complain about a guy who has those numbers, but the fact of the matter is, we're so accustomed to seeing seeing him be at an MVP level. It's it's just something we're not used. To. Well, I think first of all, those numbers are a little missing because while our defense is terrible, the Chiefs' defense is, I mean, is awful. And, but, but I mean, Andy Reid puts him in a little bit better situation. I mean, I guess in terms of uh, situational stuff, it, it seems like this week, and I don't, I, I mean, this is just a theory, just a thought, but it seemed like 
there was a total lack of preparation in that offense and not just, you know, not practicing. Um, and this is why I put it on the coach. Cause I think it's kind of just managing everything, but um, receivers cutting off routes, uh, Rogers holding the ball too long, trying to wait for uh, guys to break off routes and stuff like that. Um, just miss, miss timing, uh, sloppy holding onto the ball. Um, it, it, it just seems like, I mean, my fear is that, uh, yeah, is that 12 loses his passion for the game or that he starts thinking, he looks at LeBron or something and starts thinking about his career after football. Um, and I know he's always been like a heavy endorsement guy and like, he likes getting his face out there and that chip on his shoulder extends to all parts of his personality. But, um, I really worry about that. And uh, another thing you have to think about, uh, with the coaches is, is kind of the Peter principle stuff happening because when, when Edgar Bennett was a receivers coach, I loved this offense, but when he was, uh, promoted, I hated this offense. And um, I, I just, I, I think it's, yeah, you want to have fun. You want to do cool stuff. Um, maybe you want to go catch a pass every now and then like full Brady. But uh, yeah, I, I, I worry about his, uh, his mindset and his passion. Yeah, I just think, you know, when we talk about fun, it's, it's more of a, type thing, not just expecting your wide receivers to win one-on-one matchups and and just utilizing your quarterback to throw precision, you know, back shoulder passes and you know things like that. You know, to me, what it, what is exciting is you know using multiple packages, you know, getting every playmaker that you can on the field, getting linebackers on wide receivers, spreading them out, putting them in motion. Um, in fact, the play where I think Devontae Adams was scored. He went in motion and then he went back across the field. And that's why, you know, the corner that was covering the man kind of got, got tossed a little bit. And it's, you know, things like that, that we got to do a little bit more. Um, so it, it's, it'll definitely be interesting. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the offense can turn around because obviously Aaron is, is extremely good. Um, but it's, you know, like you said, just the whole game plan and just coming out flat and, I'd love to see him take the ball and just, you know, have the message of we're going to take the ball, we're going to shut them the throats, so or we're going to score. You know, there's nothing that'll fire up the defense more than your offense taking the ball and, you know, going play for play down the field and scoring. So offense should should set the tone because they're more talented. And, you know, for whatever reason, we only take the ball if we lose a toss and they defer. There's a lot of times teams take the ball versus us, you know, because our defense has been poor. I'd, I'd love to see Green Bay do that to other people. Yeah, I mean, we should play a track race style football game until we cause other teams to submit, cause bad quarterbacks to make mistakes. I think that like we should be up 14 to nothing in the fourth quarter game because I I agree. I think when we script stuff, um, we come out firing, we know what we're supposed to do. uh, And when we're attacking rather than responding, I think we're a much better team. Um, that said, I think the, the, uh, the ability to sort of pound the ball in the second half to, to, uh, to chew clock, to, to run and then run play action and misdirection off of the run, uh, is something that we've, we've never done like other teams and it's, it's universal. It's in the Bible. Like it works. 
And I don't know why we do it because it's going to get our quarterback hurt. Um, I mean, sometimes I, I think like uh, Rogers is kind of like the anti Chad Pennington who was so elaborate with his play action fakes. Like he would like hide the ball and stuff, but uh, you know, Jared Goff is not very, very good at that, but he's so effective at it. And uh, I, I need to see more of that. All right, we're going to take a quick minute here and say hey to our number one sponsor, the Ground Round and Nina, and their GM, Ryan Batley. What's up, Packer fans? Ryan Batley from the Ground Round Grill and Bar here, proud sponsor of the Sweep and the Fuzzy Thurston Sportsman Award. Packer season is here, and we're your one-stop shop for entertainment needs. 21 TVs, happy hour seven days a week, daily specials like Tuesday BOGO burgers, and stellar service from our team that's going to make sure you leave happy. If you plan to catch the game action at home, check out our full delivery service offered daily, including breakfast delivery on the weekends. If you're heading north on game day, play it safe with our Packer tailgate bus. 20 bucks will get you safely to and from Lambeau Field, plus a free beer when you get back. Call to reserve your seat at 920-725-1010. Thread, it's back to you. Go Pack Go. All right, thanks, Bally. Uh, we are back. I want a quick talk about something that came up today uh, before we get into San Fran here. Uh, Haha Clinton Dix had a little bit of a, a, a quote that I think shocked, a, I don't know if it, it shocked me a little bit. I know there's a lot of people out there that could probably care less if it's true. Um, but it was interesting. I don't, you don't, I don't see it a lot coming out of players. Uh, but he said, and I quote, right now I'm playing each and every game like it's my last I don't think I'm going to be here next year. That's how I look at it. I just have to be honest with myself. You've got to play it game by game, whether we're losing by 60 points. You've got to go out there and perform. This is my biggest interview of my career, so I've got to perform regardless of what the record says, unquote. Uh, a lot of outlets uh, stuck to the first part of that and saying that he doesn't think he's going to be here next year, and I think he was a little more broad with that, but – what do you guys think about the quote? I mean, obviously we've seen corners and, and safeties get drafted high by the Packers and then, and then let go. We've seen their success. I don't doubt for any second that if HaHa left, he would be successful at a different team. Is HaHa's struggles a, a lack of talent or is it the scheme that he's in right now? I think it's a combination of, of everything. He was pretty successful early on. He was in the box quite often, and you know they moved him around a ton. And now he's he's been you know pretty much stuck at free safety, sitting back you know twenty five yards off the line of scrimmage. He's not in on a lot of balls, and you know his his quote doesn't surprise me very much. I've you know we've all seen it kind of you know play out with other players that they've drafted, like Eddie Lace. You know obviously Eddie had his eating problems and his weight issues, um, but there came a point where he was crucified by everyone in the media and all the fans, you know, and, and Haha is kind of at that level right now because the safety play ha has been, you know, pretty rough. Um, Haha's made some decent plays here and there, you know, more than his counterpart, but his counterpart wasn't drafted that high and you know, his ex expectations of him aren't either. But for him to say, you know, every game is a, is an interview, you know, I would think as any NFL player, unless you're a superstar, you would feel that way because there's, you know, just the non-guarantees in their contracts and, you know, it, it, it should be an interview. So 
I actually like the comment because, you know, then the fact that he's going to give everything he has every single game and he's not going to worry about, you know, getting hurt. He's going to lay, you know, leave everything up there and, and fly around. And I think he's done a pretty good job of that. And, you know, this year, most of me is just, he's just angles everyone. Um, obviously tackling, he's, he loves to tackle high and he gets stiff armed and, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't shy away from it. He doesn't torpedo guys, you know, way down, but, I actually like this comment. Yeah, I, I, I don't take it literally. And and um, I, I see him in this new system, and I see him kind of definitely trying to compensate uh, for the guy next to him. Um, and, uh, you know, young guys in this defense are going to get beat from time to time. I mean, that happens everywhere in the NFL. Um, but uh, I, I kind of thought about it as um, as like a self-motivating – uh thing as like a I view it as though I won't be here next year as though I haven't proven my value to this team yet and I'm going to try and prove my value to this team so I mean I think I kind of read it like uh Terry Bradshaw always talked about um like his greatest motivator was his insecurity of just you know losing his job to his backup it wasn't you know not winning a championship it was just that his coaches wouldn't love him that his teammates wouldn't love him and that he wouldn't be great anymore. And uh, that's like a weird, messed up psychological trick to play on yourself. But, you know, it's effective when it's effective. And uh, I think if you're playing every game like it's your last, um, yeah, you're, you're going to step your game up. You're going to appreciate what you're doing. Um, and I think uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to take more chances and make the best of your opportunities. And I think that's all he's saying. Um, I mean, we picked up his fifth-year option, which we didn't do on a lot of other first round picks. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's a, you gotta, you gotta win and gotta play well. Um, but uh, I, th- I think he's a reasonable dude. I think we'll come to terms on a contract. I think he likes playing in Patton system and he likes playing in green Bay. Um, but uh, he's got to have a good year. And he's- he has eyes and scale of, of a safety that you're looking for too. To me, it's you know, with his length and his, his physicality when, when he's able to showcase it, it's, it's truly an asset to a team. Um, I've I've always just thought he needs a running mate next to him, and he has never really had that that safety to kind of be his partner in crime in the back end. I worry though, like if if you don't have Haha, we're a travesty back there. I mean, there's we have nothing. Um, so at least with Haha, we have a little something. I agree. You got to get him someone that he can run there, run back there with. Um, I love him. I've always liked him. Obviously, uh, you know, that goes a little bit beyond football with, with my kid and him. But he's, to me, he's got the potential. I think that there's just been a lot of change uh, in that secondary over the last couple of years with, with not even, you know, just the safety position, but with corners. Uh, obviously, now a new defensive coordinator. It's going to take a little bit. But, yeah, I, I, I think we're a lot worse without haha then we will be with haha and i think people need to check that before they they you know go on a headhunting expedition i think i think the off season kind of showed you how undervalued um safeties are especially the free roaming uh cover one uh free safety types um and uh I, this is that, that the back end like the very back end might be something uh, I'd put together like exclusively through free agency. Um, you know, I'd pay a guy like Tyron Matthew, like, 
I mean, Haha is making what, like six million this year, almost six million. Um, Tyrion did a one-year deal on seven to nine, I think. Um, you know, I'd pay more than that for annual value uh, to have a guy like that who's disruptive enough um, to just take big chunks of the field away uh, from opposing offenses. And I, I think uh, Joe Witt Jr., uh, who's our defense pass game coordinator, is another great – I mean, I think he'll be a good uh, D coordinator someday, uh, somewhere, um, maybe for us. But uh, I don't know, just give it – I think we're going to improve. But, yeah, I think we got to stay healthy back there. Um, and we need to uh, to see everybody – that's going to be on the field for the next, you know, year or two, uh, get some tread and uh, grow in this defense. Yeah, I think you you brought up a good point with this previous offseason and, and free agent safety just not catching the buck. Um, you know, Eric Reed, Kenny Vaccaro, um, Mitchell, there's a few other guys out there. And, and I think that plays to our favor big time. Um, obviously, HaHa has kind of, quietly produced a ton of interceptions uh, since 2016 leading the league. I, I would have never guessed. Uh, but I think you're, you're able to get him and bring him back for a price that's, that's absolutely reasonable and dumb to not take. Um, but yeah, I hope the best for him. I think, I think we'll see the best of haha in his second go around. Um, and hopefully that's with us, but let's get into something. Uh, that should it should feel so we should feel so confident about this game Monday night San Fran with no Jimmy Garoppolo but yet the constant theme in the last few years with with our head coach is him just being straight up out coached Shanahan's I would say top 10 in the league right now uh and definitely has the the ability to to make some pretty exciting things happen with with not a lot of talent um you know, San Fran comes in the game. They don't obviously don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of uh, injuries, uh, especially in their wide receiver core. But, you know, they're in the top half of the NFL in a lot of categories, offensively and defensively, uh, which is, to me, surprising when it's hard to really probably name five guys on that team. Are we going to be able to compete? Well, Beathard. Well, I, I, I think uh, – sorry to cut you off, but um, I think Beathard, you know, is not as bad as he looks. And I think the Cardinals needed to win last week. Um, I mean, Beathard was a third-round pick last year. Uh, these guys, like the third-string uh, tight end and wide receiver, they can still execute this offense. And this is what I'm talking about is, is we lose – bad teams that we should beat um and like we show up for big games sometimes but we cannot lose games like this and uh despite their shortcomings and personnel um they could still you know execute this offense which is a very sophisticated like you said very intelligent offense and that's what scares me is that this this should be a game on paper when you look at it a no-brainer and yet here we have this ragtag team in San Francisco. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not going to hate on all their guys. They do have a lot of talent, but not even close to the talent that Green Bay has, but they have a coach who can 
find open space for his players, and that is something that we struggle with. Yeah, they do a lot of things based off of matchups. They get their their fullbacks out, you know, catching wheel route passes. They have you know multiple tight ends. Kittle's a heck of a tight end. Um, he's he's out, outstanding. But you know, it's the Packers for whatever reason defensively have always played pretty well versus you know the subpar QBs. Um, I, I'm pretty confident, regardless of what would have happened this past week, you know, an extra day as well to get those young guys acclimated. I'm assuming Geronimo will, will, will definitely be back. You know, who knows on Cobb, but you know, this is one that I, I actually feel pretty good about just because the defense, for whatever reason, I've always felt has played, you know, versus these guys. And Aaron has always made just enough plays through it. And I would like to think after of not utilizing Jones and, you know, everybody, you know, that he would at least, you know, try to feature him a little bit more, you know, I don't think anyone can see he's set in his ways, but for whatever reason, I, you know, the Niners have some pieces. Kyle Shanahan is, is definitely a phenomenal coach, and offensively, he's he's tremendous. And it's just a matter of, you know, can our offense get out? will be fine. But uh, you know, time will tell. It, it yeah. So so you know, honestly, it's they're, they're at home. They'll have the crowd behind them. You know, the defense always plays pretty well versus, versus the non-elite, you know, quarterbacks. And if there was ever a time just to take it and start fast offensively and throw everything at them just to get your team a, a shot of adrenaline, just to get them excited, you know, this would be the game. Because then you go into the bye, I'm, you know, feeling pretty good about it. It's going to be a doozy coming out of the bye. So we have to go in on a positive note. And I've always thought with all Wisconsin sports, they always keep us, Keep us confident until, you know, the very end when something bad happens for every sport. And, you know, hopefully Green Bay will, will go in and, and, and take care of business. Well, I think the thing to look for uh, the 49ers, um, I know uh, Matt Breida uh, sprained his ankle, but, but just the way they've got their offensive line going. Um, Pro, Pro Football Focus, I think, did a, and ESPN tweeted something about this. Um, just about how they're getting over three yards before first contact. They're averaging uh, three rush yards before first contact is in. Um, and uh, you know, if, 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 if they're picking up that much space um, on first and second down, um, then that puts uh, that, those bad quarterbacks in very good situations. So uh, that's something that if Kyle Shanahan can get him on a rhythm, um, I mean, again, I'm having, you know, worst case scenario, I think is Mitch Trubisky in that first quarter of that first game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I, I need to see, uh, the defense continue to, um, bail out, uh, offense and special teams. I'd like to see more of that. Well, on a positive note, the special teams cannot perform any, any worse than they did last week so hopefully that'll help out the defense and the offense just as much but with the you know the defense I have a ton of confidence actually in their secondary versus San Francisco you know just confusing him a little bit um bettered a little bit and just forcing them to run because our, our our run defense you know minus you know the dynamic rushers um I, I think Blunt had like 1.8 yards per carry 
I don't even know who their third man up because they're. I mean, technically they're on their, their third running back. So it'll. I you know, Green Bay. This is one of the few games this year where I would say that there's a more talented team on paper, but you know that doesn't win you games. So they got to come out fast, and if they come out and score early or have things go their way early, I think it. You know, it, it could change the whole momentum of the season. You know, to me, this is a must-win game coming out of the bye because you have to. Well, you know, going into the bye, because then out of the bye, you got arguably two of the top three teams in the league back-to-back on the road going coast-to-coast. So this is a big week. Yeah, I, I don't think winning this game makes or breaks your season, but I think losing it um, could have huge implications for for everybody. Yeah, I, I, if you lose to Sam Fran, who I think everybody looks at is is not the Sam Fran we grew up with, it's kind of like the last straw. I mean, what else? Do you, you know, you're you're getting beat by a San Fran team who doesn't even have their starting quarterback. Um, a team that you know, if you ask any common fan, would have a hard time probably giving you three players on that team. That might be it. That might be the last straw that that people can handle, and and maybe the organization is, you know, that's when they start amping up their look for for a replacement for McCarthy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think we're the type of organization to, to pull a coach halfway through the season and throw in an interim guy in there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that one-year extension we gave him, so he's got two years on his deal right now, um, was really just so he wasn't a lame duck this year. But uh, that's something that you, that you eat, and uh, uh, you eat that contract um, if, if things continue this way. Um, and here's here's a question because speaking of special teams, who's going to return punts? Who who do we got back there? Well, that's a it's a good question. I actually was talking to the the guys I was watching the game with. You know, I I, I can't stand the fact that Tremont is back there. Um, she's not going to do anything. He's he, even if he does make a, a springy step and breaks, he's not going to he's not going to outrun a lot of these guys. You look at teams around the league. You look at just the Saints the other night. They had their their best player Kamara. I mean, outside of Breeze, of course. Back there returning kicks. Um, why are we not putting guys back there like Aaron Jones or like Jair Alexander who can spark something for us for once on special teams? I mean, it, it, I can't remember the last time we returned one. Alexander got some work there this, you know, this summer through training camp, and the easy, you know, that's probably the easiest answer is they want someone that, that's just sure-handed back there. That's why Randall Cobb has been back there and – replace him while he's out Jair would be a great guy just you know just with his speed alone just strikes some fear into the offense and or into the other teams you know that's punting just because of the fact that they're trying to keep it away from someone you know that's when you you have you know bad punts off the side of your foot just because you're trying to keep it away and had that in a long time like you said and you know the, the first muff punt you know, to me, it was was just kind of a fluke. You know, I, I see a say, well, Kings should have been there anyways. And I, I I blocked gunners my entire life. And you're trying to do your job. And loud stadium, you don't hear get away. And Tremont, in my opinion, probably should have caught the punt anyways. It's just there was people in front of him. And he was afraid to get it. But, yeah, it's, you know, when you think of the roster, guys like – you know, some of those wide receivers are, are, are kind of stiff athletes who you don't really see back to return punts. And 
Aaron Jones, some of the knock on him was his hands out of the backfield as well. So, you know, the one guy that sticks out to me is Jair. And, you know, he had some work there this summer, but, you know, clearly he did not do enough to propel himself over Randall Cobb. So Jair did it in college and uh, he was effective. Um, And I I think maybe they just, they're just worried about, you know, putting these guys in glass cases, just trying not to do much uh, work out there or maybe they just want to limit a learn but yeah punt return is not exactly a you know a cerebral job uh, I, I think you got to put Alexander back there I think that's that's your only option all right guys uh, anything else you want to cover on this San Fran game before uh, we make some predictions and some you know I just want to see I thought uh, MVS and uh, EQ both showed improvement again, um, and I just want to keep seeing them grow. I want to see Ty Montgomery in the passing game more, um, and uh, improvement from young guys. Yeah, all, all, all good points. You know, I would, I would just like some different ways to utilize and get them open. You know, especially with. Uh, injuries to our wide receivers you know I, I like some of the things that they did with Devontae going across the field going in motion this past week and hopefully they can do some more of that just to get him open a little bit trying to just beat guys one-on-one the entire time if if they ever came out with Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery in together or you know Williams and I, I, I'd probably just do backflips because I'd be so excited that they're actually changing and and trying to get the field and you know, whether that's time or you know starting him in the backfield and motioning out on a linebacker or, or whatever you want to do doesn't get the best place on the field and take advantage of the defense um, based off of you know their personnel so all right can we get some predictions you go first cam because i i'm pretty confident so i'm going to hear yours and maybe i'll change mine all right, I'm going to go uh, Pack 31-21. I'm going to go Pack 45-10. Woo! I'm feeling good. Ooh. I'm feeling good. How many of those are field goals? How many of those points? One. Just one field goal and six touchdowns. I like it. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, I'm going to go 31-10. Uh, that was mine, so I'm, I'm, it's funny you said 10 as well. Um, I think, yeah, a big a big day for defense. I think Jair Alexander coming back is huge. Um, I think he just – he brings that fire to that defense and, and he gets everybody kind of amped up. And, and like you had said with, with Beathard, um, you know, bring him in the slot, blitz on him, get him all riled up, and, and we can create some good turnovers and hopefully some points off of those. Um, looking forward to uh, Mason getting a chance to redeem himself. Uh, obviously, that's a – that's a tough day. Uh, there's nothing else to it. Um, I will say as much as I cannot really stand anything McCarthy does, um, I will give him props for letting him take that last kick to kind of give him, a, I don't know, some solace, some some closure to the situation. Uh, that was a pretty pretty good move on McCarthy's part. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's been there before. So he, he, sure. he had the one year where he struggled. Yep. Extremely bad. And that was that was a that was a rough year, but uh, I've never seen anybody get the yips like that. That was a uh, full blown mental health <laughs> crisis. He was, he was changing a, shoes. 
he was a crossbar away from hitting everything, man. It would have been uh, some type of record. It's got to be. The crossbar away from hanging himself off the crossbar. <laughs> hey. He was he was feeling bad, man. I, I don't know. Was, I know. I was I, feeling for him. I was mad at first, and then it just got sad. Yeah, I was too. I was pissed, and then it got to It'll the start feeling bad for the guy. It was like Richie, Richie Tenenbaum out there. Oof. I love Tenenbaums is the best movie, by the way. Um, all right, guys. Any, uh, any, crazy, any crazy predictions for the game you want to throw out? Any guy that you think gets a couple picks, a couple sacks, uh, a receiver who, who hauls in a few touchdowns? By the way, Cam, uh, yeah, MVS and, and uh, EQ, that was, it was exciting to watch them out there. Was a, EQ had a great run in that in that in that garbage time. That was wonderful. Yeah. No crazy predictions we can I, look no, back on. I think Geronimo is going to have a huge game. Every game he's been healthy, he's he's produced. You know, he's had a couple drops here and there, but I think with him being banged up, you know, San Fran's going to focus on top of Devontae, and I think Geronimo is going to have some mismatches, and and they're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see some guys get some hot hands going, um, and uh, that's that's how we'll win the game. I'm not as confident as you guys. I think it's I think we're gonna win, but it's not gonna be like a real, uh, you know, encouraging win. Um, but what I'd really like to see is uh, Aaron Rodgers just sit down on the field and say, "I'm not playing until you fire fire McCarthy," <laughs> and then be Rodgers runs out the tunnel. Yes. You want him to go Jim Butler on, on Green Bay is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been following that all day. That's amazing. He beat, yes. he beat the <laughs> – so good. All right. Uh, I thank you guys for coming back on. Hopefully next week we have a little bit more f- exciting news to talk about. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough if we don't. Um, it'll be a rough week for everybody. But uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And as always, go pack, go. Go pack. Appreciate. It.